All right. <laughs> and here oh. we are, everybody. I've got the chills already, freezing fucking cold. <laughs> oh, look at that. All that fucking wind. Should try being down here in Florida. <laughs> Graham, how much do you miss this church right now? Oh my God. Well, those stairs I really miss because I almost totally bit it every time I had to walk up and down them. <laughs> yeah, this church was so cold. Uh, they uh, There was no heat in there at all. And it was, it was like frigid. <laughs> yeah, but it looks so good. So, I mean, what do we complain about? It looks about? fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, Eric, you should tell them about the uh, the nuns that uh, we interacted with while making this film at this church. Yeah, so basically everyone that was involved uh, behind the scenes at this church, whether it was the restoration company that owned the church or the nuns and the monks that were cloistered in the back, were under the assumption that we were making uh, some sort of Christian documentary and or... Uh, Christmas family film called Helping Hands. Uh, so I forget, uh, I forget exactly. I, I had told them that we were making a narrative movie called Helping Hands, but then I had heard a couple of them talking amongst themselves at one point and they referred to it as a documentary. So I'm not exactly sure what they thought we were doing, but they definitely did not think that we were doing what we did. We bring them face to Yeah, it was so, uh, uh, <laughs> it was so hard because they were so sweet and so nice. And then just to be bald faced lying to them whenever they'd like bring us hot tea or something. Um, sorry, nuns. It was it was for the greater good. Yeah, there was a second where I think a couple of them had come out to speak with us between takes. And I had gone over to the side and I was talking to one of them and said, oh, we're so happy that you're here. This is so magical, this, that. I think I turned back to the crew afterwards once they left the room and I said, well, I'm going to hell. So let's set it up for take number three. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I love that Graham thinks that this blasphemous movie is for the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that turnout. <laughs> Look at that. Good to see you, Irene. Oh, man. Love that, by the way. Love the sting. Our wonderful extras. Uh, I think the the second woman walking out right here, Lois, this is uh, my wife, Addie, that's her aunt, Aunt Lois. And then right here you have Hannah Dorian, our makeup artist, and her uh, boyfriend, Christian. Uh, I was so remiss, I did not get to mention Hannah during our q and I love Hannah. Hannah did such a great job on this film. Yeah, she's amazing. Taylor, you missed out on everything church-related. You never got to go to this location. I did location. not have to you step foot in the church, as is stated in my contract. I will not. <laughs> yeah, what you also missed out on was me sleeping on in a freezing church basement on a on a hard bench, just literally shivering. And I love the cold. And I was down there like in a fetal position for like four hours. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty great photo on my phone, which I wish I could share to the chat somehow. But uh, I think we were setting up a shot. And I went down to the basement below this place and Jeremy was in wardrobe sleeping on a pew that was in storage downstairs. And it's a pretty great photo. It felt like uh, we really were living this movie in more ways than one. Dude, I'm such a choir boy. <laughs> Dude. I, lo I love Rigo just really like settles the tone right there too because you have this sort of like very you know, like intense that. opening <laughs> sermon. They just have the most soft-spoken voice following it up. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I know Jeremy misses that jacket, though. Sir, are, are you all right? What? I miss the jacket. I don't miss the baggy pants and the doopy shoes. 
<laughs> not missing the dad shoes or the or this really scratchy undershirt that barely went over my belly that was fun too <laughs> where did uh where did eric rumry our location sound mixer where did he where did he have you wired up was it just like right underneath the hood or was he all up in uh up in the undershirt no he was all up in my chest scruffs <laughs> that's where he likes to be <laughs> i know you had one on graham's head at one point it looked like a fucking martian yeah, he likes to go. Yeah, I think that, he likes to go up the spine, through the hair, like you're like getting hooked up to some fucking futuristic mind reading machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I had a had the pineal gland from from beyond. <laughs> so this is where Graham almost bites it right here because it was oh pure God, ice. Time. It was pure yeah. ice, and I was wearing and I was wearing dress shoes, which already don't have any grip at all. I think the only reason I had to cut from that shot to you being at the bottom of the stairs is because even though you sort of wanted the struggle of it being cold and icy out, it's like it was just so cold and so snowy and so icy. It just it looked too much like a struggle. And any of us trying to walk down the stairs would have had the same problem. I love these jeans. The fit. They're, like, they're like, I call that the Fred Durst fit of those, um, those light blue jeans. Jacket from the Roland video. <laughs> Whatever happens with that cell phone never really comes back into the movie, does it? Well, he never he never pays his bill. <laughs> it was never on to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was a mistake. You know, you, you the Chekhov cell phone it really has to come back in the third act, and you you kind of missed the boat on that one. This is uh, the first time that Terry lies in the movie. Hey, like I said, it's only like a thirty-minute drive. <laughs> Do we take a shot every time he lies? Is that the lead oh, drinking game? I'm already drinking straight tequila right now, so I'm done. Why? <laughs> so this is, uh, we actually had Rommel hanging by a crane holding the camera for this shot. <laughs> we slowly suspended him into the air. We couldn't afford a drone. We, we, we fitted this... him to 500 balloons. And fucking uh, some some bozos down the street left the keys in a crane, and we just fired that <laughs> fired that bitch up and lifted him in the go, air. Go quick! <laughs> oh my god! How many different ways did you say that? I he probably picked the most culturally appropriate of my ad libs for <laughs> for menstruation. <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, there were only a few of us in the car for the filming of this, and there were a lot of really great sort of off-the-cuff lines. Oh, cool. So you got, like, both parts. But that's yeah, by you, far the best right there. That's you, the best one. You hand one. Jeremy a yeah. script, and he goes, he puts it into his mouth and spits it out and goes. My brain is a bullet, and so once you put in a script, it just blends it all up and comes out different. But I do ask, I do ask beforehand, uh, are you married to these words or do you want me to fuck around with them? I think he printed the script just to uh, to chew on the page and show me. Yeah, yeah. You think I printed this script? I didn't even know what was going on until I got the sides every day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So I've yet to be uh, yelled at by Jeremy for having to kind of cut this scene the way that I did. Yeah, I'm uh, about to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, this was really fun because I was in the snow and uh, and Eric thought it would be fun to scatter all of my belongings all over the lawn as per the script, but I had to pick them all up with my bare hands out of the snow and I fell into trees. He was making me just do like Benny Hill shit. 
And then none of it's in there. I don't. I, you don't see me fall. You don't see me in the snow. That. Yeah, this was uh, this was really the first snowy day we had. We pretty much shot this movie in three weeks, and the first two weeks were bone dry, and we were pretty much all interiors, and we were kind of coming into this third week where all of our exteriors were scheduled, really not knowing if this was going to actually look like a snowy Christmas movie or if it was going to be mostly dry, and we really, really lucked out right here, especially during the sequence with a lot of the snow uh, actually kind of consistently coming through. I like the like a goddamn troll stuff. Really, what I, I think I missed my calling as a comedy punch-up artist for for scripts. I think it, and, and Eric ends up going, God damn it! Now I have to cut out. He thinks he has to make a joke every fucking line. I love Graham's doe eyes in this shot. They're particular. Look at him. He's so innocent. He's so perfectly just a good guy. I'm really just trying to help. He, he looks like a, a capybara out of his he element. He does look like a capybara. <laughs> I, I, got, I, do, I do have some capybara in me. He's uh, got big capybara energy. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, you're like a, you're like a ferret. Like yeah, a the big, long, lanky ferret. ferret. <laughs> I think those are called weasels or badgers. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I got it. So we can Jeremy, go ahead and kind of... Didn't they put, like, bowling balls in those trash bags for you? <laughs> those were the worst fucking trash bags. <laughs> Trying to... It's like, here, here's 30 pounds of shit in garbage bags, but they each swing independently of each other. So you've got to try to figure out a way to corral them all while also being... I think I just gave you the actual trash from the location to carry since we were already heading outside. I was like, go ahead and take this to the dumpster. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucking Janet Reno coming up here. All hail, <laughs> all hail, Mama. Mother. So what, what were the, some what, of the other? It was yeah, like either was Gerald Ford evidence. or J. Edgar Hoover or something like that. <laughs> the bulldog. Scott remembers more of them than I do. Oh, she's so beautiful. Uh, so this was uh, this was Taylor and Jeremy's room for the extent of making this movie. Is this where we talk about the thing? We should probably we should probably explain what double beds are and why double beds are. This is where we talk about double bed. in the closet if you need Jeremy, why don't you uh, let us to kind of fill us in on your escapade with uh, trying to get any amount of sleep while in this room? Well, I mean, I got plenty of sleep. It was more that I wanted extra sleep. So I figured the only way to get extra sleep was to have an extra bed. So I took a mattress out of like the holding room in the back of this house and I drug it into my, uh, into that room and just stacked uh, like a third, a second mattress on top of the mattress so that the bed was about five and a half feet off the ground. And I called it double bed. Um, so we could sleep really like oh, closer to God, basically. You wanted to get as close to God as possible by elevating the bed. Um, and it was probably great for everybody on set because they had to undouble bed in my room every time they had to shoot in there. <laughs> the other problem with double bed was that, so it was like a queen bed and on top of that was a twin bed. Yeah. So really it was only double bed for Jeremy. Yeah, it was, well, no, it was great when I was there, but when, when, you know, when, it was Tay and, and I both, I sometimes would be on the little, the precipice of double bed, like back on the original mattress while she was up on the tiny mattress above. <laughs> it was really silly.
Graham, how comfortable was was uh, was this bed for you? This bed was terrible. <laughs> this bed it was, was definitely the loudest. Legitimately broke. Um, so I was sleeping in sort of a canyon. We could we could call it the Graham Canyon. <gasps> the Graham Canyon. <laughs> the Graham Canyon. <laughs> oh, I thought. I almost made an absolutely terrible joke that I will that I will just say I almost made. You can tell me later. All right. Thank you. This was actually Graham in the middle of production having to tell uh, Jeremy to keep it down because he couldn't sleep. We just happened to have cameras rolling. Yeah, this is actually a found footage movie. As you can see there from my back fat, I really worked out to get in shape for this movie. Could you please try to keep your music to a manageable level? It's, it's One of the great things uh, uh, when, so when uh, Eric reached out to me because you know, about this role, I said, look, dude, you haven't seen me since be before the pandemic where I've just been eating cereal by the fistful for a year. I said, I'm really not in the in peak shape. And, and he told me, don't worry, Terry thinks he's God's gift to everyone. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't care what he looks like. He thinks he's great. And that was a that was actually really freeing for me because I'm a self-conscious asshole because I'm a an actor. Um, but uh, but when you said that, I was like, oh shit, okay, fine. I could just I'll just let it all hang out and really kind of lean into it. But if it had in any way stated objectively that I was attractive, I would have turned it down. <laughs> I think the only thing that I ever definitively said to you about Terry, I said, look, there's nothing that Terry isn't. There's nothing that like he won't try or isn't down for. So, you know, he he, he can he can do whatever he wants. And I think uh, I think also Graham and I were talking at one point. I can't remember if I said it, or if he said it, but maybe it was someone else said this. And, you know, this movie is very body positive, And I like to think that it is. And also, yeah, it's, it's funny. We're we're thinking about. I'm thinking, I was talking about this the other day. The um, um, the, the fact that he has a you, you kind of insisted on a southern accent. And I'm like, well, we're in Indiana. He has a southern accent. He also says like "wicked" all the time, which is like a northeastern thing. And it's just like kind of like plays into this subtle thing that he's like a, a man from nowhere, or maybe not a man at all. Maybe he's some kind of demon. I don't know what he is. But there's something very like juxtaposed about why this deep southern man is in these snowy wastelands using New England euphemisms. Something. He's a world. He's a worldly traveler. I like to imagine yes. that he's uh, he's been a few different places, and everywhere he goes, he uh, he sort of acquires something from the regional specificity. Well, he this is a my, leech, my... after all. He sucks exactly. it up. He's absorbing like, it all, like the blood of every place he goes to. Well, congratulations. There ain't nothing to celebrate. It wasn't planned. And on top of all that, I'm being evicted from my house. I just don't know where to turn or who to talk to. My family is about as useful as a shit-covered popsicle on a hot summer's day. Well, what about your husband? He ain't my husband. He's a loser. A bum. And I don't plan on telling him a single thing about this ever. Well, surely he'll find out. Not necessarily. Um, I'm considering an abortion. Life is a gift from God. Oh boy. Uh, oh man. Oh boy. Timing, oh right? boy. Little, little timely, Eric. Little timely. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked. I've talked to multiple people about this. I said it's fucked up because I finished writing the script the day that, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, and then it premieres uh, literally the night before, uh, you know, some fucking uh, 
fascist shit goes down. So, you know. So you don't think that you had anything to do with that by making this absolutely <laughs> blasphemous nightmare of a movie? I'm just saying uh, none of this saying? would have happened if Lexi could have gotten her, you know, abortion. Perhaps one day we'll meet again. God. I think you can actually see Graham's breath right here, too. There's a couple times where he does this. I'm golden to shirt. And you added all that uh, digitally, right? All the breath. There is no digital breath. It's all real breath. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, because like, you know, when they made The Exorcist, I, I think they froze those sets to like 20 degrees or something. So you could yeah. intently see the, uh, and see the breast, but we didn't have to I mean, do that. because most of these temperature for us. Yeah, most, for of, most of our interiors were about 20 degrees. And equally like Friedkin, you smacked the shit out of Graham whenever you needed him to emote, right? <laughs> oh, I, yes. I, yeah, I, I just, I had to pull yes. Graham aside a couple of times. But I, I, I asked him for it. I wanted it. Well, yeah, he also said it wasn't anything about getting a, a certain emotion out of Graham. It was more just because he wanted to smack a priest in the face. <laughs> when I was typing this stuff, they had me really on Facebook, and I was logged into Scott, our producer's uh, Facebook, and so I was just making constantly weird, fucked up, very strange posts for him while I was typing all this. Now, are you as proficient a typist as you claim to be with that acting? Because there was a I lot am. of clickety clacketing there. I am. I'm. Uh, I'm a pretty good typist. This was the first thing we uh, we all shot together. This scene. Uh, all together. This house was freezing too. All together. Yes. This was. This is a, this is a different location than the other than the main spot where we all were, and for some reason this house had zero heating in it. Yeah. So no one's noticed it that's seen the movie, but this foyer is different than even earlier in the film where they turn the corner and they appear in the other. Uh, yeah, the you really cut that together place. quite beautifully oh, wow. because I remember being in those two separate houses going. This ain't that house. How that gonna be? <laughs> no one believe yeah, me. It works. It really works. You know what I really love about this opening shot of the scene too is it's the really most prolific time you can see my burgeoning bald spot on the crown of my head. You really made sure that you got that. Uh, get that in there too. Let's not keep David any longer than we got to. I'm sure he's got plenty of church and writing stuff to do. Jesus Christ! Who the hell else is trying to sneak in here? It's an awful lot of bags. Yeah, well. She's an awful lot of woman. Thanks again. I think you cut, you lost a lot of the, uh, every time I do physical comedy, you cut it out. Cause I really, really made a big deal of dragging those suitcases up the stairs, dropping them, tripping, falling. No, it's fine in the movie. It's all there. It, it, hey, you can, you can hear it. You can see it. The point is made. <laughs> what were some of the, what were some of the other lines? Cause the, uh, the one that's in the film is, uh, Will's you trying to sneak in here? What was it like, would you bring my bowling ball collection? Yeah, was yeah, one yeah, of yeah, yeah. Something, something about bowling balls or something about a body in there. I don't remember. I think what, what I just heard it for the first time was he's got a lot of churching to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those lines, man. It's so good. <laughs> this is how I, uh, uh, this is how I checked hey, on hey, Graham every single night. Hey, 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 Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy, David Lawson wants to know if you had any hand stakes on this set. 
unfortunately, no, because we were kind of trapped in the bubble, so I didn't get to go to the local diner and get giant chunks of brown skilleted ham steaks, which is what Dave Lawson ate um, exclusively on the set of uh, After Midnight. It's fine. Good night now. He's a, he's a real big. Ham, I mean, he says my life. We have my life is ham steaks is the quote that we attribute most to Dave Lawson. <laughs> but you know, we don't need to give him that much time in this commentary. He's probably just eating a ham steak right now and laughing. And uh, the confusion's my fault too, because because she, she thought I told you that she was going to come over. It's right, it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, I gotta say, like for, for the first half of this movie, you, you get the you get a really th- I love that movie, waving away the tears. Like my, you get a really thankless, you know, kind of you you have to like deal with the, the bigger personalities, and it's it, it really genuinely I think balances this all out because it's like I said before, you you cock an eyebrow and you can see so much in there, and then of course later on you get to go batshit insane. So you you really you kept my bullshit in check i love the well, scratching of the you, belly there too you're very you're very sweet thank you thank you jeremy we had a, yeah, we had i would have been like i don't want to be the boring guy <laughs> <laughs> we had our foley team uh this great foley team we worked with in ukraine uh you know we had we I definitely had our mixer sean duffy turn up that belly scratch just a little bit louder than it should have been hey buddy morning Come on, Who's that guy? It's Jeremy Gardner. <laughs> oh, very nice, but didn't have to do this. Ah, uh, yes, this this breakfast that you all had to chow down on. How old? How cold was that bacon? Oh, don't worry about the bacon. It's all about the chicken that's coming soon. You know, Graham really got off easy. He never had to really eat it. I never had to eat anything. Well, I've always said Graham gets off easy. That's kind of his thing. He just just so quick. Very easy to get him off. It's a, it's in my special skills. I get off easy. Yeah, look, David, we're real sorry about all that shit last night. I know I shouldn't have barged in like that. It's just hey, hey. I mean, isn't there a filmmaking rule? No kids, no dogs, no no kids, no animals, no overly elaborate meals that you have to kind of keep track of the continuity of how much shit's been eaten. And you did yeah, it twice. I feel like I, I feel like Jeremy and Taylor in this movie have so much business that they constantly have to be doing in every scene. <laughs> Like, I'm pouring with this hand. I'm grabbing this piece of bacon. I'm eating this egg. I'm grabbing this chicken. I just get to sit there and look at them. Yeah, I'm packing a bunch of shit into garbage bags in a snowy lawn that nothing is even in, in its car. It's all right. I understand your pain and frustration. I love this. And you're right. I love that ponytail whip that's like over the top. You really only see Taylor had these great emoji uh, pajama pants that you really only saw when she walked into the wide shop. I was very insistent with our uh, wardrobe designer, Greg Gordon, that we just have these emoji sweatpants that were pajama pants. It's one of the first visuals I had. Sword battle against me seeing them going, no, 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 no. And then, you know what? He won. So our Christmas Eve midnight masses. It was either supposed to be, I think in the script, it either said emoji. Pajama pants or angry bird Anything pajama pants. Yes. Yes. Let go and or cookie monster. <laughs> but those would have been trademark infringement. Yeah. <laughs> emojis are a toss up. I don't know who owns the emoji. The world owns emojis. Eric. I read that on a bumper sticker once, guys. Is that where that came from? Let go and let God. Yeah. Oh, I thought the bumper sticker was the world owns emojis. <laughs> 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 all right. 
This is Rigo, our church pianist. Uh, oh my god. Whoops. Sorry about that. Well, Terry, please remember. <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> Speak, speaking of someone who can speaking of someone who absolutely destroys without have without getting the opportunity to be an asshole like me, Rigo rushes it with his eyes and his fucking expressions in this movie. Yeah, but between Rigo, you know, Rigo and Graham, they just, you know, the representatives of the faith just have these, you know, glossy, saucery eyes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a, a Jim Carrey, and they're both like Mark Rylance. That's so sweet. Go upstairs. So for some reason, it's I didn't so get to lick everyone's so face during that. Mm, I thought that would have been a good move, but. Maybe did, we, did we shoot one of you licking their face? Who are those people back? There? I'll never tell. <laughs> well, I, we, we we should mention that that uh, we just that, that. that fur coat that Taylor was wearing. It was real rabbit's fur, and it stank like a bowling alley from 1978. I didn't know that. I am in protest of it this. It was film. thrifted. It was thrifted. I only like dog fur. <laughs> My house. And you'd know if you'd read my post. The other I feel like when Jesus often broke I was thinking about like, you know, Scott and I sort of uh, sort of set dressed a lot of this place before you guys got there. And one thing I was telling Scott, I said, like, whatever the shot is, I just need like a crucifix always to be behind David, especially like the way you watch like Apocalypse Now. And there's always helicopters in the background is always looking for a moment to have a crucifix just looming over someone's shoulder. I love this so and much. this arguably the best part of the movie right here. <laughs> True. You, you sell this so good, it's great. <laughs> he has so much confidence in him too. It's like <laughs> he has no idea. I need this I need this uh isolated and used as a uh of my ringtone. I need it as a ringtone. <laughs> That right well, there. Everyone should be excited to know uh, when this Aero Blu-ray comes out, we did film a music video on mini DV uh, that will be included on the disc. Uh, we're trying to bring back the notion that there were music videos once associated with movies. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, David, whoa, hold on, man. <laughs> hold on. Sorry about that. I stopped that, uh... You know, crank one out while Lexi was away. It's fine. It's all right. I just needed you to turn down the music. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal because it was the middle of the day and all. It isn't. It's totally fine. Uh, just are you going pull on? it off, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no there, 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 there is a take where you see more than that. I, I think the timing between the door closing or something was off and that was sort of the uh, so what we haven't talked about with that shot is that uh i was standing in an actual fucking window just hoping that nobody <laughs> walked by outside the whole time sure, yeah this, you know the few, few daytime scenes that we shoot is definitely rush hour on that busy street outside the house too the devil don't know my name so there was another song i saying i can't remember what it was was it was i just do it it's like right here you, you hear it right here off camera because that whole like operatic thing was a different take, but I'm oh yeah, I was just doing like more like together. vocal sounds, not an actual song. Father, you know, we can always record at my place, right? It's all right, Rigo. This house is for everyone. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rigo. Rigo knows what's up right away. 
Uh, here comes more breath. 20 degree set. There's a romance there. Yeah, it started in a truck stop bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> As we find out later. Voice of an angel. Hey, man. Listen, now. I just love <laughs> Jeremy, how you're just laughing already. Like, you're probably thinking of something prior to even knocking on the door, and you're just. <laughs> Already I go. think I, I might have genuinely been laughing at a fuck ton of chicken, like right as it came into my head. <laughs> that sounds like she had a real good day. And uh, well, those ain't too easy to come by lately. I don't know, something like a family dinner. I mean, I might, I might, I, I have to admit to probably being the one person who starts to laugh before they say something because I'm that amused by my own fucking jokes half the time. <laughs> So this was like the second, this is the, this is the first night we were all together and this was the first setup we had when we came back to the house. Cause you're all, I know, we we're gonna talk about the chicken and everyone thinks the chicken was five hours old. I think it started off at three hours old, now it's five hours old. It was like, it was like, we'd have been there for maybe 80 minutes. About the let's, runtime just, of the let's just all acknowledge the fact that no one takes a big old bite of coleslaw. Cause you don't want that man or shit that you sitting out. It's, it's not about how old the chicken was. It was about how much was underneath my nails. So I, I specifically went to this nail, nail stylist. And I was like, can you just give me the nastiest nails possible? And she did, and she did great. And she was super excited about it. And I was pulling chicken out of these nails for so long. And there is also something that did not make the cut of just shots of my nails just digging into chicken breast flesh and putting it in my mouth. And it, so I, I, I'm a little traumatized. That's what we call, that's what we call Southern oysters. Well, here, here, here's the, that's my favorite right there where I don't know what a, what a breast and a wing connected is. I'm just looking at it like, what the fuck is this? But I will say that this is where uh, uh, someone like me who heard probably when they were 16 years old that Marlon Brando dropped a glove and on the waterfront and picked it up and played with it. And that was like suddenly amazing acting. So when you give me shit to play with, I just try to over Brando everything. So Graham's sitting there acting and I'm going, look at all this shit I can play with. I can break this chicken up. I can throw a French fry. And so, yeah, the problem with me is I actually like busy work, but it's it's a little obvious in this one. Well, I, yeah, I've, I've tried to give you lots of busy work in this yeah, well, more room for it. You literally spread out a table with a bunch of old food, and I was like, get ready, motherfuckers. If you had done one more take, Graham would have had mashed potatoes on his head. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was prepared for that. I figured that at some point I was going to get something that was going to hit my face. Jesus. What I also love is that I wipe, I clearly wipe chicken grease on that undershirt four or five times, and I don't, did anyone ever wash that? There's a great I thought, uh, I don't I thought think that anything was... <laughs> ever got washed. No, 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 no. Not a single thing was washed. This whole, not a body, not a hand, not a, just kidding. We were in a bubble, so lots of hands were washed, but not a body, <laughs> not any clothes. Wasn't that a first edition not of Twilight, clothes, actually, that book? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the that, that was the author's personal manuscript. They're about loving one another. I just love that when I pick up that that gigantic Bible, it's it's almost like it's like a cartoon. It's like it's right there next to me, and nobody's seen this yeah. huge yeah. thing. Until you don't now. even lean over for it; it just comes up. Dissolve far too often. I summon it because the the focus lies merely on one another. But 
When we fall in love with it's called suspension of discipline. Yeah, Jer Jeremy gets a lot of busy work. I get these huge monologues. That's allowing ourselves to attain more stable and peaceful. That's how uh, an actor who is vying for time battles someone with more lines. They just do more shit with their hands. <laughs> oh, you got more words? Well, how about this? <laughs> Jeremy, were you, Jeremy, were, were you juggling barefoot? pieces of chicken? Were you barefoot through other scenes? I actually can't remember if it was ever in the script we talked about that you were barefoot or if you were supposed to have shoes on and you just kicked them off. I, I don't I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily remember, but I do know for a fact that I oftentimes, and other filmmakers I've worked with will attest to this, I will often go to the director before we shoot a scene and go, does he need to have that coat on? Does he need to have this on? Because it's just the less shit I have to fucking and put on is easier so i will try to make it as a character thing but really it's just like i don't want to put all the shit on right now about pregnant women getting ripped open no one's saying there isn't you know what i got an idea how about we have lighten the mood a little bit come on david it's way past dinner bell i i shouldn't oh come on now look listen listen we did your thing right we had bible study time now you do our thing, there's a give and take. Just one drink, we'll call it square. All right, look, you can bless it if you have to. You know, he ain't gonna stop till you say yeah. She's right. I think that's what attracted me to him in the first place. He's like this big wet dog that you just wanna take inside and towel off. <laughs> well, I guess you were a bit of a stray pussy when I found you. Oh, what'd you just call me? Hey, come on, baby, I'm just playing around. Ugh. You know you're the finest woman I ever did meet. Mm-hmm. Except for Crystal Peter. Crystal Peters. No, I told you about Crystal Peters. I told you like five times. You never listened to me. Crystal Peters was the first girl I kissed. It was fifth grade. All right. Truth or Dare behind J.T. Mm -hmm. Whitwall's house. David, I swear to God, sometimes I still taste that girl. I love Truth or Dare, but my favorite was always Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. Ever what? Never Have I Ever. It's where you take turns saying stuff you never done, and if they've done it, then they have to drink. That's how I found out at Thanksgiving that my Uncle Begus eats ass. Oh, ah, there we go. Shout out to Uncle Begus. Thank you, Uncle Begus. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Begus, for eating all the ass. <laughs> had to do that take a couple times uh, just to get the last name pronunciation right. Yeah. Really, I, I should be getting to my work for the evening. Oh, David, come on, you can play with wands. I really shouldn't. Come on, David. Look, you're already drinking. Don't leave me alone at the kids' table. Um, are you sure you want to be doing that? Oh, oh. <laughs> don't. What uh, the hell does that mean? Hey, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't challenge her, buddy. She'll drink us both under the table. Watch. <laughs> Look what you did. I told you. I Greg Graham's <laughs> face at that moment. I still think I can't hang. That's not what I meant. You just watched someone shit in the house. Look, let David, David, David. Now you got plenty of time to work on your big speech for Saturday, okay? So I have a couple drinks with him. He laughs. Oh, this is just so horrible. Just every bad decision. This is, this oh, is really, and this is the first music cue that uh, our composer Eric Romery came up with. He definitely took on the uh, the hardest and the longest one first. There we go. Name here, That's what I'm talking about. Woo! Let's go. Ooh. All right. I'll get us started. Never have I ever rang a doorbell. And since we have all rang a doorbell, we all should we all actually play this right now? Yeah, oh, so, I, so I, let's, let's play. I, I was telling people in the chat that there is a, a drinking game built into the movie, but maybe some other time we'll sort of uh, devise even a better drinking game. But this one works for now, or just drink every time they drink. Down the hatch. I played a drinking game with Deadwood one time, and by the halfway through the first episode, I died. Never have I ever played. Never have I ever. 
Okay, baby, we get it. We got it now. Never have I ever fallen out of a tree. Any of y'all falling out of a tree? Yes, very uh, dramatically. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I broke my ankle. Raccoon. Oh. I have been bitten by a raccoon, so I'm breaking. <laughs> well, because Grim ha famously had a pet raccoon. Uh, never have I ever been sent to the principal's office, actually. Ooh. David. Big bad boy David. Troublemaker. <laughs> Your turn. Um, never have I ever missed mass on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we should be playing this. I remember mixing I, this with oh, Sean. I'm, I'm very busy <laughs> drinking. Mixing this with Sean Duffy, I think there were two things that he cracked up with. Right. Graham's answer there, and then Terry saying it smells like cat piss at the beginning. The fuck is one? Wait, what smells like cat piss? When he said, oh, it smells like cat piss, the stereo at the very beginning. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said that got him every time, and then Graham's answer. <laughs> this it was a club with guys. <laughs> we could also talk about how uh, Jeremy's blood was boiling at the notion that people in the Midwest call the strip club the tit. He just couldn't understand why we would call it the tit. I don't remember that. Wait, you so mad. No, no, no. It, it was a, it's a non named strip club. We just call it the tit. You know, if you're, if you're, I, th I wasn't mad. I think I was confused. Oh, I think it was like, like a, we a got colloquial term for strip know club was a colloquial, yeah. Scott and I did a commentary, and we both have very specific memories of certain uh, regionally specific phrases or lines that we used in this movie that you uh, couldn't wrap your head around or were given a shit. Well, because I'm a simple Floridian boy. I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a reference to irreversible, but instead of the cock, it's the tit. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that gets me every time. Look at you. You drinking when you didn't even have to. Oh, I knew Jeremy, you noticed the uh, the tighter and the tighter this scene gets, the more that uh, doorknob behind you disappears. It was a constant. It was a <laughs> I cut together the making of uh, we have this 15 minute making of doc that'll be on the disc and there's a great moment where we're all trying to figure out how to hide the doorknob behind the couch. And Jeremy said something to the effect of uh, just stack it on 15 fucking books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had that couch. That couch was literally off. all four legs of that couch were on like five books each. It's like a ride at Universal at a certain point. <laughs> we were literally just trying to raise the couch to hide the doorknob. Also, should be. I remember when Jeremy said, you know, this, this painting is a perfect blowjob height. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I'm surprised that that didn't somehow make it into the movie. I'm, I did do that during the, final the freak second. out later on. I definitely was like, it, I think I was yeah, thrust it's, in it's, it's in there later, but I think it was a comment you made when you first came on set and saw the place. Well, because it, it's a very weird spot for a painting. What was actually in that very particular spot? Like before you put the painting there. I kid you not, nothing was there. And when Scott and I looked at the location, we were figuring out where the centerpiece would be because we knew we wanted it to be present in this scene. It's almost like this location was made for this movie. It was, it, isn't it weird? It, how it, it was like already that. the perfect width. We had already had the painting framed and we hung it there. And we we're like, holy shit, it's like she's sitting with you. 
that is strange because it's you know it, that probably i don't know but it probably changed the way you you were framing your shots because if, if the painting had been high or at normal level you, you you probably would have had to go wider on a lot of stuff to to incorporate it right or am i wrong I, yeah i i think it was always by design that the scene would get tighter but definitely i think i probably imagined it over your traditional sort of uh craftsman house like mantle place or something like that so sure. you could probably swing the camera up and come back down but the fact that it's right there just i don't know is weird <laughs> it just worked too it, it felt like we were meant to be there it's it is it is crazy because like lexi and terry are whatever but graham goes from Tito Toller, like, to, I guess I'll fucking do everything in one hour. <laughs> well, he's been really repressed. No, no smoking in the house, please. It's only vapor. This is what really got me fucked up was because it was, it was the, uh, it was like some tobacco thing in there, which I'm not used to. Well, I remember because we made this during COVID, like part of our compliance, he was like, okay, oh, well, we gotta, we've got to get two of those and she can only, the one that goes in Graham's mouth can't be the one that goes in Taylor's mouth. But somehow we got lipstick on Graham's. Graham, did we put lipstick on you to get that? Cause that's a different one right there. It's the old uh, Texas is, no, you, you put lipstick so like, on, the, on the actual thing, on the device. Okay. Yeah, I've said it before, but this was one of the most like com complicated uh, scenes to film because oh, yeah. three different glasses, you're filling them and refilling them every line. And then when you cut, you have to try to get back to that continuity. So there was uh, so many moving parts to this and and a seduction and a comedy and all these lines. And it was just like, I remember feeling like I was less connected emotionally because I was I was overwhelmed by like the, the the fucking nuts and bolts of trying to remember like what what needed to be where and when. Thirteen pages is the the only thing we did that night. Yeah, this was a monster scene. Yeah. See, it when I do thirteen really pages, well, I just do it in one take. <laughs> okay. I will say. What was the thing about? Didn't y'all have to do something funky with the lamp to get that effect behind? Yeah, we've got Scott, Scott and Luke. It's one of those like Tiffany chandeliers, and they're off camera spinning it around, but it wasn't threaded quite easy enough to keep it continuously spinning. I think it works though. It's all very like strange. You just don't exactly know what's going on. Oh, I know what's going on. <laughs> about to get to the good shit. There we now, go. So now that was we're talking. Interesting. <laughs> that was I don't know how much we should talk about that because this is my wife, right? So this is my wife. So she has her hands in my pants and you're like, how do I shut off that biological reaction? <laughs> it was honestly, no, how? it was a great experience because it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do like in front of a camera. It was the hardest thing. Oh, I've ever had to do. <laughs> there you go. Go, but, but. It, it was very hard to be intimate. This is my first time ever on camera being intimate, and it was very hard for me. It was very enlightening. Well, so so that's interesting because so, so what I what I mean is that like I've been in intimate situations when you're not like you're my wife. So, but when it, you, it all of the intimacy and all of the like actual like 
the pleasure is, is completely <laughs> taken away when you're in a scene with somebody that you don't know or that you aren't close with. It was you, so my body was like, no, 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 you're supposed to enjoy this. <laughs> so it was very strange. It was a very strange sensation. Meanwhile, well, I, it was had also- to, I had to have like a, hey, look at me. We have to finish the scene. Just like, just do the thing. And I was like, okay, but when we're, when we're done, can we? <laughs> <laughs> What, what was extra weird was you said, when we're done, can we, you know, continue this? And Graham, can you also still be watching? Yeah, also, there we go, found footage. This is where Graham found them later that night. <laughs> this is more yeah, this tasteful is than BTS. I thought it would be too, by the way. I did, I mean too. That dildo did not flop around. Now, was there a reason you you uh, cut around the uh, the real, the real floppy size dildo? Of that thing. Wait, well, you saw it come up over the shoulder. Oh, I remember just being real greasy and big and floppy, but maybe that's because my point of view was from where I was. That, I, can I be crass? Can I mention uh, that was also uh, me teaching literally everyone on set how a strap-on works because they got me this whole harness and they're like, yeah, but the thing doesn't fit. And I was like, yes, it does. This is how you attach it. <laughs> well, I've already given Scott it. shit on the other commentary because the first thing he showed up was with this dinky little like three inch purple one. And I said, Jesus Christ, Scott, yeah. take this back to the store and get me something that's worth filming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Scott. Terry won't even Terry. feel that. I was pretty sloshed myself. This toenail paint was on my toenails, I believe for 11 months. You should get something. It's still there? You haven't trimmed no, your toenails yet? <laughs> no, it's gone now. It's been more than 11 months. Here today? Actually, I got a call back from Penguin Point. Taylor, I got to say, I, I just love what you and Hannah just <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, the makeup and the hair here is so good. Oh, yeah. You look, you look like a reptile in a good way. Thank you. You know I love reptiles. No, I, I, that was the compliment. <laughs> Graham's just, ah, uh, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Terrible at painting toes, though. Love you. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty rough nail job. Oh, Sorry. oh look, that, that painting was really low, too. <laughs> it's the town of low paintings. <laughs> that's the name of my new album. <laughs> it's terrible. Did y'all just hear that thunder, by the way? Could y'all hear that? Yes. Yeah, you about to get uh, sucked up by a twister over there, Graham? I mean, I might be. It's an intense situation happening outside my house right now. One of us is going to get struck by lightning during this commentary. We can only hope. That was one of the nuns that ran by. <laughs> <laughs> She's, what are they doing? She, she didn't want to be in the shot, so she ran by quick. I cannot... In oh, so whenever, whenever I see that shot, I think of uh, Eric lying between the doors like in those overalls that you had <laughs> and you, you were you were closing them i have a picture of it somewhere yeah i, I wish i could upload some photos of the chat for this but basically I, I first of all i was the only one dressed for winter on this entire of this entire crew i had this uh tan michael myers style carhartt over uh sort of like oversuit thing on and i'm laying down on the ground starfish trying to release sandbags from those doors and slam them shut so that they hit closed at the same time. Well, it's just me here. Look at this fucking drip Rigo has. This drip? What does that mean? Okay, so <laughs> I'm old. Explain it. So Taylor, fill him in. Like his chain, that would be considered drip. Oh, like all the baseball players wear that I like? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Drip? <laughs> Wait, that's called a drip? No, it's comp. Well, drip is more... 
complex, it's, but, it, it's but it's more that's the overall vibe. Like, yo, this do you wear do you wear drip and a tit? I got some drip it's because my pee doesn't stop when I'm done now. Oh I'm my old. god, yeah, you're all old. <laughs> I'm dripping. Eric, we gotta get out of here. Or you go. I can't imagine you gotta get out of here. <laughs> I love this here. This is where the magical beer. Thank you for giving me a Bible to cover up my gut. <laughs> I just feel like the sequence of the movie is where Terry just looks the most absolutely like feral and out of this world. Well, why? Because he's shirtless with a giant Bible, smoking a cigarette, barefoot, no, just like a beer in a church house. This even your posture through the next couple of shots was so great. Mm -hmm. I clean up this mess. Gather whatever booze you have left. Oh yeah, this is when I had to dump all my shit. No. It's not? No, 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 no. I love the realization of like, wait, we what's going on? Our clothes yeah, it is. No, yeah. I've dumped all my, my, oh, my beer and my... <laughs> <laughs> and the cocaine. <laughs> and the cocaine, yes. Classic cocaine and the New Balance. <laughs> Was there, so I can't remember from the first, okay, I missed this kind of in the first one. Do I have both bags or just one in this? In the yeah, cup? you just have one. Yeah, this, yeah. this, this is one of those scenes where I, I kind of had to really uh, like go from being director enough. to editor and just kind of like keep keep the pace of the momentum, especially when you're using Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, because the scene could go on forever. And it was very funny, the, uh, the places in which uh, cocaine kept appearing from. It was like a fucking David Copperfield trick. <laughs> yeah, so in the so you know he let me run wild a little bit in that. So, so I like at one point I said, "What if I have a second bag in my other shoe?" And then I had to take that one out, and then I tried to jam my hand in the sink and, and pull it out, and it was uh, it was fun. Pulling one out from behind Graham's ear. It's like he's like, "All right, all right, it's down." Like he's gonna go back in and scrape it out later, as long as he doesn't wash it all the way. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, I meant to give this back to you. Ooh. I think this was a, I, th I think did I add the um uh, we laid together like the biblical term yeah it's I think that was you Jeremy yeah this is definitely where uh, I lost my mom <laughs> this, is, this is this is definitely where it's uh it's it's, it's been a, a bit of a uh, a slow road back to uh what yeah one of the things I love most about this is how is how absolutely casually he's like oh no you left it after we fucked <laughs> it's like literally nothing to it chaotic bisexuals i love it yeah it's a pretty nice review we got Sodom and Gomorrah, a little more silent. <laughs> you really don't remember hey wait whoa hey y'all right david you okay buddy you don't look so good i think this is the very last thing that we filmed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty near the end there. Well, it's one of the last things we filmed with you and Jeremy, because basically the way we shot this is that we shot everything. So Taylor left first, then we shot everything with the with the other three. So then Jeremy left, and then we got down to basically just the scenes with Rigo and Graham. I'm a priest, Terry. Man, gonna tell me. I love that line so much. Just a basic fact of life. It just happens. We were all pretty twisted. 
By the mm. way, Graham's puke noises are just above everyone else's. That's what it sounds like. And he, he does so good. Oh, love the drip. Is <laughs> that the drip? Is that what the drip Jeremy, is? Jeremy, did was the Definitely not the drip. That whole bit with the spoon was, I can't remember where that even came from. Is that an actual family recipe yeah. you know yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you, you take a, a, like a mug of water with a spoon in it and you put the handle against your nose and you drink it upside down. It's fucking stupid. But like so many people I know, the south do that oh yeah he's got to get like a spoon and you, you balance the, the spoon handle against your nose as you kind of invertedly drink it which is absurd it's just to get you to stop thinking about it really look at how his sweet capybara face has gone to that of an angry angry koala there he's fucking with the breakers <laughs> So this is Scott and Hannah wearing Jeremy and Taylor's clothes because they had both <laughs> left by this point in the movie. <laughs> and uh, all right. Remember, I was them. trying to channel Donald Sutherland in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> oh, that, uh, face yeah. of that face. <laughs> Who did the actual chopping of the inserts there? That was all uh, was that's No, it would, no, I wasn't chopping on the inserts. No, the actual close-ups of the wood splitting. No, what, what we had done is we had pre-split them. So really, it was me on a couple of them. All I had to really do was like hit roughly the uh, the split line, and then it would look like you were actually no, splitting Eric, the wood. This, this is where you go, I'm super boss at splitting wood. This is where I go that I'm Ryan Reynolds in the Amityville remake, and I'm just chopping wood left and right. What is this music? This is a, a this is a, 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 a basically one of my favorite rappers from uh, from Marion, Indiana, named C Mob, and the song was just so perfect for this. It's moment. another. I mean, I mean, it's really perfect. Honestly, I think David's the problem here. We uh, Lexi and Terry are open. They like heavy metal. They like rap. They're like uh, they're open to to different sexuality and sexual encounters. They, they're my they, kind of people. There are kind of people. You're the problem, David. <laughs> Jeremy, I, I, I got to say, I do think it was your idea for this scene and this scene here to not have a shirt on underneath the it jacket. Was. It was. I told you, I always find a way to have less clothes on. <laughs> Which is such a weird show. I mean, I remember when we made Sadistic Intentions, you hated that vest that you had to wear. But like well, the yeah, idea to have a T-shirt off underneath the jacket. Well, it's also great. because it's, it's not it's also because for me, I don't for some reason when I when I have a character who has the same stuff on all the time, I try to find ways like different ways into a moment and i'm like if i'm if i feel like stagnant in the same wardrobe i'm like what can i do to change it up here and this was like oh yeah he would kind of just throw this on to walk outside to get something real quick and then like that's that's how it is uh joe bigos gave me a lot of shit on the last movie i shot with him too because i was like should he really have this on should he have that on should he have that on he's like well the other fucking guys have it on why shouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> I love that you put the sweater on Some over the jacket. <laughs> you just That's look... my favorite part of the scene. Feels like you were in a sumo outfit Wait, at that point. You put, point. Just, you put the, the sweater on over the jacket. That's funny. That's funny. And he will be a savior to his people. So you see, Mary and Joseph stuck it out for the future of their child. Our savior, 
We never know what the unborn have in store for us. Much less I actually don't know. Can priests marry? Can never do is abandon no, pastors Catholic can. priests. Uh, pastors priests cannot. No. Concern over the world in which it enters. And so have you two considered? Can demons marry? I mean, we're married. Oh, demons can marry. <laughs> well, I mean, Taylor married you. Yeah. Hey -o. Who's the demon? Yeah, which one's the demon? <laughs> The answer is both of us. <laughs> a double demon needs a double bed. Marriage. Double demon, double bed. Our most sacred union. A strong, healthy partnership is needed. I had the best time filming this because I was I was trying very hard to uh, not look at Graham because character, but also could not stop looking at Graham because audience. He's, it was just so compelling. Tax purposes. <laughs> I do. I do love the fact that it, you. You. The more you watch this movie, you do realize how often the characters oscillate between you know, awful and then sympathetic, or or childish, or simple, or 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 or, yeah. or fucking aggressive and, and, and bullyish. Like like at this point, like right now, Terry's like a, a little baby. I mean, ever since the garden, right? Mm -hmm. We did a whole lot of takes where we ended this by both of us saying the Lord's oh, Prayer together. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then so it was the one take where it just kept rolling and eventually Chairman and I just made out. Yeah, the we first just kissing. The, the I, first cut I, of this I movie is two hours long that. and they definitely end the scene with uh, kissing each other. Yeah, we just kept getting closer and closer and closer. And I was like, we should just kiss. Let's just do it. It finally just made sense. I mean, it did. I super agree. Maybe that's just for my own personal. No, well, gains, it, it, I mean, I, 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 can, I, think you... I can imagine, like story-wise, it might have like, uh, like, given away too much too early, for maybe. Sure, but sure. uh, it felt right in the moment. Oh, it it felt really right. Oh, zero people read. <laughs> it's oh. like, you know how hard like it is to reach zero people. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot try and reach forty people. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mama. Ay, caramba. This was a crazy night. Mother! It's a great look. When I was watching this with my wife, when that crash happened, she went, oh no, mama. No, I think I, I, I probably went too far in this too because I remember trying to explain how we pick up glass, like if it breaks at home, you take a piece. I think I remember, like, get a piece of bread and you just smush down and you can get all the shards of glass up. <laughs> this is just one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite moments of Terry really trying his hardest to, uh, to clean up the mess. <laughs> Fucking mason jar. You put mama in this. You put mama in this. It was so frustrating because I'm trying my best to cry and be absolutely terrified and devastated. And also another shout out to Scott. Scott's like on the sidelines, like every time we're taking out a take, he's like, like okay, he's like being like a a great uh a hype man for this scene. And then you two are just being well, not you two. You're just you, Jeremy, are just being a silly little bean. I'm an asshole. What can I say? <laughs> No, Taylor. I mean, you. You, you definitely. You sleep, you that got a big laugh. Sleep, sleep, sleep. I had such a big laugh when I saw that the other day. Him sleeping with the jar in his hand. <laughs> yeah. 
You got coming, oh, David's looks better. <laughs> Yoink. Yoink. Just yeah. going to take this. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that was the script. But as soon as I opened the door and I saw it sitting there, I'm like, you think Terry's not going to take this fucking bottle? <laughs> oh, this is my martini. This is a great review. Oh, yeah, this is Taylor's last. Uh, this was the last scene we shot with you. Yeah. So this is this. I love this. Your reveal of Rigo sitting there getting covered. But like, I was throwing so much fucking tinsel on poor Rigo the whole time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's favorite. So good. It's, my favorite. it's so good. Uh, it reminds me how uh, how much how hard I worked to get what he just did in a look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rigo's look right there is so perfect. It's you. Full of seething hatred. Posts both the drinking and just everything. You get to share. I don't know what to make of all of it. Or is this your comment? I don't like what they imply. I love how you edited this, Eric, where it's it's overlapping like this. Yeah, I, this was one of these scenes. I, I don't know. The scene went through a lot of different iterations, and I, I think the, those those two things you guys say, whatever that last line was, it overlaps. It was strange. I was like, God, they kind of they time out kind of perfectly on top of each other. But I had never thought of the scene as that. But it makes so much sense that you're going off on your own yeah. tangent, asking him. He's talking. You're not listening. pray for forgiveness. You know what? Forget it. Just leave. A congregation will do just fine without you. But what, what congregation? Man, I don't know if you noticed, but nobody has stepped foot in that motherfucker for weeks. All right? You're up there talking to imaginary people. Yo, there's nobody there. It's just me. If defying your people is what you choose to do, then so be it. God doesn't need you, and neither do I. Music's a distraction anyway. Pray. Pray that you may know his message. His message. You've, you've twisted his message around so much that you don't even know what it means anymore. Leave! I'm getting caught up in Rigo's acting. I'm, I'm like, you can't talk. It's a, uh, this, this whole fucking scene, I'm, I'm so it's happy. It's a great you, scene. You guys just killed it. Yeah, it's it's like it's I'm, reminded of, I'm reminded of like Bug, like where there's like one like her uh, Ashley Judd's friend is just like the only one who's like, do you even have any idea what's going on here? Yeah, and they're like, I, blah, 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 blah. I must tend to my church. Two different locations. That shot to the yeah, rumors. that's crazy. Yeah, you were on a board. It's amazing. Yeah, I was on a board that was like suspended over a couple of chairs. <laughs> That little Santa toy, by the way, was just like the climb the ladder Santa. And it just it just kept going me, 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 me on one rung of the ladder. So I just put my hand under to give him like a boost, but he never moved. And poor Romery was trying to record sound and he was like, is there any way to turn the Santa off? We're like, nope. <laughs> nope. It, it, it is still in the mix, but by the time, I don't know, Sean Duffy worked wonders on it. The music helps out a lot and, you know, it, but it is there. It's crazy. So this pattern you see on this grate. So I don't know if any of you noticed, but the house that we shot the exteriors at and the foyer had this exact same grate as part of a back door that we never filmed, but I realized. Oh, after weird. I never knew that. That exact, I touched the material. It's the same, like, flimsy aluminum it's bronze color but it has that same pattern and it was literally built in 
to this door at this house you see right here in the back. Well, I mean, that's a historical Fort Wayne, Indiana architect, uh, Crosby McHashback. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Baby David's back. Listen, we got to talk, man. Not now. No, we, uh, it's real important. It's about Lexi. She's, uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> such a great delivery. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> This is the one of the lines that Jeremy got on me about. What? David, there's a chance it's yours, man. Oh, popped off in her. Oh yeah. Okay. So I mean, I just I don't know. Popped off. I thought it worked. I did go with popped off. But you had squeezed the cheese. Yeah, I think we both squeezed <laughs> the cheese on her. Cheese. <laughs> oh, that's right. Squeeze <laughs> the cheese. I love that Taylor pushes his hand away when he puts it on her belly. It's such a great, like, strong moment. Let's see what's happening here. Hey, you're trying to blackmail me. Hey, hold on now. I'm gonna ruin my reputation. What? What do you want? Is it money? Hey, Is that it? Money? Is that what you're hold on. You know what? Back up, David. Where do you even get off saying such a thing? She's been pregnant this entire time. She she came to confession last week and she told me oh this was so fun this is the first time graham and i got to really yeah. stare into each other's eyes yeah i really loved Angry. doing this scene with you this was so fun i know i gave you my word but enough's enough you have to tell him yeah this is a, it's, it's, it's interesting scene in a lot of ways because it's the first time well david like goes right past the the aggressor to 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 Lexi and puts it all on her, which is not so sympathetic. And then also it's the first time when, when Larry or Larry Terry uh, switches to okay, now I'm gonna be a violent. It doesn't really go back from that, really. I don't think. I we had such great coordination for shooting this up until the amount of mint flavored blood that dripped from the back of my nose <laughs> into my throat it paid off Oh, it paid off. It looked good there. It looked good there. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Flashbacks. And poor Hannah just being like, hold my hand. And I was like, okay. You know, this, what I love so much about this movie is that we all keep shifting from being the same party amongst mm -hmm. an insane world. Like right now, you know, Lexi's the one that we're like, what the fuck, you know? And even Terry's starting to sound like a little bit reasonable and he's like sad and I'm the crazy one. When just like a scene before it was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. um, it's, ah, uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really cool. I think it's just, it's rare. Like you don't often see, see that in like a, a three-hander like this of these, these three people uh, shifting protagonist, antagonist. It's very uh, malleable agree. and really interesting. Especially with keeping a sort of gray area of who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. It's so, it, it's so, it, it's so great, especially because they stay in character. 
There's no right. actual breaking character, but protagonist and antagonist shift. I love it. I love if it. I do recall correctly, that we this one we were like all trying to figure out the blocking of this. And I'm like, what if he's just sitting in that chair? Like it's almost the first time that he's takes on more of like a like a like a you know a, a, a villain serial killer type. He's just shows up there. Yeah, he's now I, calculated. I, I, I fully have to give you credit, Jeremy, for really helping sort of like pulled this I mean it was written one way you know this location was like great for certain reasons and kind of like really tough for other reasons and like this scene and a couple others off the top of my head were the more difficult ones to stage just with the way that like the room was laid out but putting you in the chair and shifting the camera the way that we did I mean it, it helped a lot well, it's, it's do, almost supernatural too. It's like he teleports there. Yeah, so I mean, you know? it's like it's the first time. It's like the killer is behind you, and We're he just got there. Entering that territory. Right. What's funny is uh, watching this cut. Of course, that's where that cut out because of the way that the the, the, the movie is building right now. But I remember sitting back down and being like, "What's a good pizza place around here?" <laughs> like, just like <laughs> I just couldn't fucking help myself. God sent his. It's crazy. This is like the one part of the movie that, like, when we were shooting it, I was like genuinely scared. Like, I just felt like we were doing something incredibly wrong. You know? Honestly, so basically, you know, we we had shot. We only had two days to shoot everything you see that takes place in the church, and we did everything. And most of the scenes before this are pretty like low key. Like, if someone had walked in, they wouldn't have been suspicious. But we shot this. You know, this is the winter, so it's not that late at night. But the sun is definitely down, from what we understand. There's monks and nuns that are cloistered in the building behind us. So I basically told Graham, I was like, hey, you know, we probably only got a couple takes at this. We got to kind of be economic with this because we were all under the idea that we would be kicked out of here at any second or that someone was going to come in and be like, what the fuck is going on? And lo and I mean, nothing. No one ever came in. I have no idea how they did not hear us during. Would the you want to fucking walk into a room where that shit was? <laughs> well, I mean, but this this place, I mean, you, you'll never be a movie will never do justice how much sound. No, yeah, reverberated that's what I was say. So, so I, I only had a very small part in this scene. So I, I kept moving from pew to pew, getting different angles. And Graham was fucking like tearing down the earth. And it, and it was so like the fact that this is mixed and and you know, sound mixed and sound designed it, it still cannot do justice to the echo that his performance was just reverberating off of the walls of that church it was truly like oh shit that's true yeah, yeah and that's was the coolest intense, i've looked in nine movies right there. that was an intense moment are his words and his words will and I love that creepy Virgin Mary behind me that was actually there in the church. Yeah, so those, there are just so many great statues that we were like, oh, we got to get extra footage of all this stuff. Yeah, and the lighting was all practical, too. So from the, from the, the power of his vocal performance to the light, like you, you were, it, there was nothing like that wasn't there in that sequence. I say when this uh, behind the scenes documentary comes out on the Blu-ray, it's uh, a good chunk of it is... <laughs> during the filming of the scene. This was definitely one of those sequences where you don't think ahead how physically taxing it's gonna be. And then by like the third take, you're like, fuck. Well, there's this shot in the making of where it's Eric Romer, he's holding the boom mic over you and he goes, all right, hey, Jeremy, can you give me a level? And you just scream at the top of your lungs and you go, how's that? And then it cuts away. <laughs> I love we're entering that house. Could that be the tagline for this movie? I snorted mama. 
love that. I think the original line was I snort the dead, but the whole like mama motif just made so much more sense as we kind of and, started and just here, messing hold with on. it. We're we're about to get to something super fun and fascinating. Uh, Graham and I ended up on the same flight, both to Indiana, and we showed up there at the same time and we were like, Hey, let's go for a shot. Like we started filming early because we were like, Hey, we're both here. We're both like super eager to get started. Let's just go for this. And lo and behold, yeah, this was, yeah, yeah. This is the first thing we filmed. It's the only scene that's just the two of you and Jeremy was not on set yet. So we, we did a lot yeah, of we're like, so let's just do it. It was, it was, and it's I just like it was pivotal, great, huge moment. It was a great way to just jump right into it though. Yeah. It's also the first time I was like, all right, well, we're going to tear the fuck out of this place. So let's tear this bed apart and flip it over <laughs> and trash this room. Cause it was, got more Taylor, I seem to remember you saying like, oh my God, Jeremy's going to fucking hate that we have to sleep in this disaster area. Nah, man, I don't <laughs> care about sleeping nowhere. He says double bedding. Sometimes you want, if you have an extra bed, why not use both? We got six, somebody, oh, I think it was Dave great. Lawson said uh, that this would make a great Halloween costume. Yeah, so, someone posted in a chat that he looks like uh, the character out of Threads, which I have not seen Threads in oh, years. I like yeah. to call it Lazy Mummy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, was, I, I mean, my, my first instincts, I think I even wrote in the script that he's just bandaged up like Dark Man. Yeah, that's what it was. It took so long to get those bandages exactly the same every time we applied them. I've got some great photos on my phone of a lot of the different tests. Uh, this so was scary because this door <laughs> came off the hinges. Oh, yeah. yeah, so this door, when this comes off the hinges, that's for real. That was not intended. Yeah, we broke The it. sheer force of Jeremy's will pushed this off the hinges. I was sitting the in the hinges. other room and I heard a collective 10 person Oh no. No oh, door can make, stop me from choking a priest. We had to make a late night trip to Walmart to get some hinges. And even then we ended up having to put a sandbag in front of Graham's door so that he could have some privacy for the rest of the shoot because that door would never close <laughs> the same way again. <laughs> in addition oh, to having no. 25 air conditioners stacked in his room. Oh, no, Rigo. Oh, oh, 25 air conditioners, Rigo. 40 crosses, and one dead Rigo. They also left Rigo just laying there the rest of the shoot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just bloody on my floor when he wasn't getting up to put out fires he just laid there <laughs> oh the oh he's dead as fuck i think really got me i forgot well, i forgot about that line i love you let you grab a cookie taylor just a look on graham's unfazed. face right here <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's unfazed. His eyes are quite wide. No, me. I mean, like oh, Terry. You, Terry's yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah, he's dead as fuck. Gra Graham's having a bad time. Oh sorry, yeah, no, sorry. he's James not doing well. Time. I remember like a fucking Escalade pulled up to this alley behind here while we were filming. <laughs> oh yes. Hey, what y'all doing? So annoying. For some oh, reason, I don't feel like that's a go. that's a rare sight in Fort Wayne. Oh, what a dead body in a backyard! Someone dragging a dead this body, so or undead, rather not dead. Poor Rigo. Oh, poor Rigo. Rigo, you talk about how you just talk about being in a t-shirt out in the snow, wrapped in a tarp. So that's yeah. a fucking moment, by the way. He decided to kill Rigo there. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yep. Go turn it back. Time to end it all now. <laughs> Terry's still having his living his best life. The best life. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like tomorrow's Christmas. This is a great day. I think Scott Scott okay, so Scott Smith and I were laughing. We just uh, were dying in this other commentary that we did. I feel like an alternate ending of this movie would be the three of you laying in bed feet to feet like the family and Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's Christmas. It's so funny to me how how calm and happy and kind I am here compared to with how I fucking look and with the two of you in that bed with her face fucking mangled. It's so fucked up. <laughs> this is one of those things, right? If you think about it, okay, so he, if he had not killed Rigo, like I guess Rigo was the problem because if not, David could have decided, <laughs> you, you know what? Purse, David could have said, you know what? I, it's so far gone. I might as well enter into a fucking into a three thruple relationship with these two. A thruple, a thruple with these two, and and raise this child and lip because otherwise it's going to be a violent descent into death and madness. And he chose he chose to kill Rigo. So it's all David's fault, is what I'm saying. And God's. And God's. You heard it here. You heard it first. Here first, folks. I mean, you wrote it first, but I'm just uh, agreeing. I love the Christmas music coming back here. Yeah, this is a really perfect needle drop. Because it's been nightmare score. And, and this is a direct ah. reference to Home Alone, right? Oh, you know it. When he's eating the mac and cheese, and he's ready to <laughs> fuck those bitches up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So Eric, who's the uh, the voice of the child here in the belly? <laughs> My wife, Addie. Addie! <laughs> no, like, so I actually, so so the I found someone um, who lives where I live. Uh, he's a professor. <laughs> he has a PhD uh, in theology. He's credited in the film. He did the uh, he did the Latin translation for me, oh, and then it's, awesome. uh, nice. Addie had recorded it, uh, and then we sort of Sean Duffy really worked his magic on uh, mixing it up and. Putting it in the belly. See, while I'm showing excellent muscle control of the uh, silicone pregnant belly atop my uh, real stuff. Yeah, Taylor, you, yeah, you, you really nailed this right here. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was not that hard. I will. Man, I wasn't doing nothing. Okay, so uh, this is where I begin my uh, small rant. So every moment prior to this where someone complained about it being cold, um, I would like to direct them to this moment. Uh, four <laughs> in the morning, covered in liquid blood, fake blood, uh, in a nightgown, barefoot uh in february in indiana i would just like to say that was pretty damn cold i only dispute of those facts is uh it's the winter so the sun does not come up until about 8 a.m but oh, so, i'm yeah. sorry whenever it was 
<laughs> it was so fucking cold. And I'd like to say it by this time, I was already back at the hotel, showered and watching baseball on my computer, eating <laughs> snacks. Yep. Yep. Jeremy and I were definitely back at the hotel. Snuggling I was cutely. Yeah, we spooned a little bit. 